Hello everyone and welcome back to The Pies for Pies, the musical podcast with me, Gina Jackson. And me, Chris Grogan. This is the podcast where we watch the AFI Top 25 Musicals, a list that was combined in 2006. But before we get on to today's film, uh, Gina, I know this yes. is a film musical podcast, but what's your favourite theatre musical? Um... I think for me, it would have to be the one I saw recently, which was Waitress. I uh, saw yeah. that last November, had the very talented Matt Willis in it, and the incredible Lucy Jones before she went on to Wicked. Um, That's written by Sarah Morales, isn't it? Yes. Yes. It is. It's a fantastic musical. I loved it. So, um, yeah, I think that would be my favourite one. Closely followed by the classic Lamey's. It is a not the newer, not the newer version of Lamey's without the revolving stage. I didn't know it was on a revolving stage when I saw it. It wasn't on a. Oh no! It's the other way around. It's the without the revolving stage. Now it's on a revolving stage. Okay. Right. Okay. <laughs> I'm just trying to picture that in my head. Well, mine, as I hear you ask. What was yours, Chris? Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> probably Book of Mormon. Uh, oh, yeah. What a, what a theatre production that is. I'm a, I'm a comedy guy. That's what I like, and I like rude, crude humour. Um, but I remember yeah. seeing that for the first time with um, the <clears throat> sister and brother-in-law that we mentioned on this podcast. Yes. Um, and Craig, my other half, and... I had never, I'd never really heard anything about it other than it was crude. And it was obviously by the makers of South Park. So I knew it was going to be a bit crude, but yes. I I have a really dark sense of humour, as Chris knows. So I was just wetting myself laughing. And my poor sister was just like, I feel like I can't laugh, but it's really funny. <laughs> it's like, that's the point. Laugh. It's really funny. It's hilarious. Yeah, I love it. All the songs are great. I listen to them regularly. Uh, but Waitress, I do want to see. It is very, very good. If you can get, because obviously in November it was in Manchester, but I think it yes. is doing another UK tour. Um, so if you if you want to go, I'll go again. Bloody loved it. Okay. Well, it means I get to see Matt Willis again. I'm all for it. He might not be in this production, but we'll see. We'll see. I don't. Okay, I don't really want to go now. But... With that done, shall we jump into today's film? Which is, Christopher? Number 15 on the AFI Top 25, it's Top Hat. And for the past week since we've been discussing Top Hat, we keep singing it to the tune of Top Cat, yeah. a popular cartoon of the 90s. <clears throat> I think it was actually out in the 70s. And then yeah, it's, we it's much earlier. In the, in the 90s. Oh, lovely. I know, lovely little segue. Um, so yeah, we're talking about Top Hat with, um, it is a Fred Astaire and Ginger Rogers production. It is one of nine that they did, um, which I only thought they did a few, but apparently they were quite prolific in their partnership. Yeah, I think I've only seen two this on Swing Time. Mm. So yes, there's seven more I need to see. Yes, and it is such a good product. It is another, it's from 1935. So it's in just at the beginning of the golden age of Hollywood. Um, and you can tell. Oh, the, the good old talkies. The good old talkies. And you can tell 
that they try to spare no expense in this film. Oh yeah, it's it, they go to Venice at the end, and it's yeah, that's not a Venice guy. That set is incredible for Venice. It <laughs> is incredible. I didn't know they had vinyl floors. And so nice. at the end, when um, Bates falls into the into the Lido, he yeah. doesn't. It just like literally sits on the floor. <laughs> It's not let's, even like waist height. Let's, let's not start at the end. Let's start yes, at the beginning. Let's start at the beginning. So we're going to change things up a bit this week. We've, mm. we've had a few episodes getting into our stride now. So we are going to discuss things in a different way. So we're going to start with the uh, the IMDb synopsis, which there are many for Top Hat. There is the general one. But Make sure one. you read Top Hat and not Top Cat. <laughs> it's definitely Top Hat. Okay. Um, a cat called no, sorry, um, <laughs> Officer Officer Dibble. Is that Officer Dibble? Yes, close friends um, get to call him TC. <laughs> yeah, TC lives in a rubbish bin. Um, no, so the IMDb synopsis is an American dancer comes to Britain and falls for a model whom he initially annoyed, but me, she mistakes him for his goofy producer. Um, a few other like people have added onto it to say she goes, um, complications arise. When Dale mistakes Joe for Horace and her friend decides trying to sort it out. Um, when she learns that Horace is the husband of her friend, Madge, there are many complications and confusions in the lives of the four friends. I mean, that's not even a synopsis. That's just telling you what the film is. Yeah. So IMDb synopsis. Yeah. Maybe I'll have to think of another way. Wikipedia. Tighten it up. No, Wikipedia is longer. Oh, okay, yeah, that's true. I'm pretty sure. Anyway. I, I'm positive. So no. there we go. That's the IMDb synopsis of Top Hat. Wonderful. Don't worry, we can get rid I'll of it. I'll edit that bit out. Um, so let's start with plot holes for this. Okay. For this film. Uh, I didn't understand the bit where... Towards the end, Bates is talking to that Russian guard. <laughs> and, it, and it just insulted him. I didn't understand the meaning of that at all. I don't think we see that Russian guard before or after. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's just an unnecessary scene. It's not a plot hole, but it doesn't need to be there. I think it's more to do with the fact that he thought he was a gondolier. Is that the right term? Yeah, but... And he'd abandoned his post, which, again, I'm What's not that? quite sure makes any sense if you... Were there just Russian guards in Italy in 1935? Possibly. I don't know. That's... I, d- I doubt it, if I'm honest. Unfortunately, I wasn't around that time, so no. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Also, the pilot, when they're flying to Italy, yes. looked, like, looked like he was driving a car. <laughs> just, was. just got his hands on the wheel, tended to just moving it <laughs> in a car. I always find that in the whenever you see people like flying planes in a film, it is just yeah. like they're just driving a car. Yeah. Like the plane will be like this. <laughs> if sorry, everybody can't see what I'm doing, but I'm moving from side to side. Yes. Um, uh, did you find any plot holes? I was going to say seven hours from London to Italy, but it was ninety. It is 1935. The only the only thing for me, and it's not a plot hole, it's just 
it could have all been resolved quite easily. Um, it all could have been quite resolved, resolved quite easily if they'd have all just spoken to each other. <laughs> yeah. Instead of like, and it's obviously that sort of era of film, slapstick comedy, mis- misdirection, misidentification. Yeah. But yeah, I was just like, oh, this could have all been resolved if Jerry had actually just introduced himself like a normal person. It's, uh, it is one of my favourite genres, uh, a comedy caper. Yeah, a comedy caper. I love, uh, I, I love them. They are just, you're on, no, I was going to say on edge. <laughs> you are, you're just always second guessing everything that's going to happen. And yeah, nothing's straightforward, but you're glad it's not. Yeah, you're kind of, you're kind of always thinking, oh, if they'd have just been at that place, if that person just walked in the door now, if that yeah. person, you'd, it'd all be done. But then obviously wouldn't have a film that was an hour and a half long. Hey, it's shorter than a lot of films. It's shorter than a hell of a lot of musicals <laughs> that was on our, that of an artist. So, exactly. absolutely. Um, do we have, so, yeah, do you... I, I, apart from that, I couldn't see any plot holes. I don't yes. think there were any plot holes. The, the overall thing could have been resolved in two minutes, but... That's what the film is. It wouldn't have been a good film then, would it? No. <laughs> wouldn't have been a good film at all. Um, so, yeah. Um, it is more of a dance musical than a fully-fledged song musical. Yeah, um, go, going into it, I thought, is this going to be another case of there's, like, two songs and it's called a musical? But, no, I'd, I'd say it is more a musical than Wizard of Oz. Mm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but no the dance scenes are pivotal to the musical scenes yes and I I've seen the cheek to cheek routine a few times yeah. um it is one of the if not the most famous routine that they ever did um so I've seen that a few times and obviously it's been reproduced by many dance couples over the years but I'd never yeah. seen the um the Piccolino one at the end and the one in the bandstand. Um, it's a lovely day. Yes. Um, so yeah, I just was, I kind of forgot that Fred Astaire can sing because it's not the first thing you think of when you think of Fred Astaire. Yeah. Or Ginger Rogers, to be fair. Neither of them no. come up as singers on my radar. Yeah, um, first thing I think of when I see Fred Astaire is, yeah, Stewie Griffin does look like him. No, he kept reminding me of um really Grant Gust from uh, Flash, like the little oh, innocent, I, the little innocent face. I don't watch Flash. Ah, uh, well, I will have to send you a picture. But yeah, he reminded me of like the the little facial expressions were just so Grant Gust. Um, <laughs> yeah, I can I can see Stewie Griffin <laughs> in there definitely. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, he, he, he's a very good singer, and she is also. Yeah, they were, and I really liked it. So we have, um, there are a few songs Yes. in this. So we start with No Strings and Fancy Free, where it's mainly about Fred Astaire. Um, yeah, being young, free and single. Yep, and you see that he's got this, affliction as he calls it that he just can't 
he can't go a sentence without having to dance. So he he dances as the music takes him and it doesn't have to be anything going on. Um, the dancing in this, Fred Astaire is a genius. Like, yeah, he just is magical to watch. He is. I, I was going to look at some trivia, but I know it'll be like Fred Astaire did this scene for 57 takes before he got it right. You don't really need to know no, that. No, no. Oh, Fred Astaire, Fred Astaire, like doing all his dance scenes in one take. Yeah. The only one that he didn't do in one take was from this film, which is um, the one in the middle when he's at the show. Top Hat. Yeah, that's actually the actual Top Hat one. Yeah, you, um, you know, the, the Top Hat dance. That, that's the one <laughs> they did. That's the one they did four times. Ooh. They did it in different takes. It took loads of takes to do it. But yeah, Fred Astaire was adamant he was going to do it in one take. Well, because, of, because of the technicality of it. Yeah, the I was going to say, backing, the, the backing dancer, Yeah, the backing dancers had to keep stop him. Yeah, it wasn't Fred, it was. It wasn't Fred. Never Fred, but yes. There we go. Thank you. See, I just... I should have read trivia. I would have known this. It was just... I just came across it yesterday because I do remember seeing when I watched The Gay Divorcee, um, that he liked doing everything in one take. He didn't like doing it in... He liked making sure that it was all clean cut and he didn't have to stop start because he said you could see when he'd changed or, like, if something had happened, you could see in the edit. Yeah. So he didn't like doing it. So there we go. Thank you. Thank you. So, we, so yeah, no strings on Fancy Free. And this is where you first see Ginger Rogers in the film, apart from the opening credits, but just not... Can't really see anything when they're dancing. No, um, no. So, yeah, they are, this is where they first see each other and where they first meet. And then hilarity just ensues from there. It does. It's, uh, it's very nice. <laughs> and then you've got the no strings replies. We love our replies on this podcast. Um, and that's another example of how as Fred Astaire was in his dancing. He just... His feet just go at like a million miles an hour. They do. It's it's beautiful to watch. Like the cinematography in this film is incredible. I said such dramatic camera work in the beginning because when they <laughs> when it's at the beginning, it's like in the club, in the yeah. gentleman's club, and it's like zooming right in on the things, like in and yeah. out, in and out, in and out, in and out. I was like, okay, I get the point. You've got to be silent in this gentleman's club. Yeah, right. I that's what I mean. The first sign you see in this film says silence, and you're like. Oh, <laughs> That, that's I'm, not gonna last. I ain't gonna be silent. <laughs> Maybe that was just a nod to the time saying this is not a silent movie. Mm, yeah, absolutely. Isn't this a lovely day to be caught in the rain? I said it's a slightly cutesy song, but the dancing is the first proper time we see Fred and Ginger in the movie dancing together. And it's the song where Ginger softens towards yes. Fred at the end. And that, they have, that they have could like a nice be, little moment. Yeah, that could be a plot hole. Him just wandering around there, pretending he works at. Surely someone would recognise. Yeah. And where, where, how did he get rid of the driver? Yeah. Where how is that driver? Get... <laughs> Poor driver's still locked up in a cupboard. <laughs> we don't know what Fred's done to this guy. This poor guy. He's just in a Or girl, but more than likely a guy at the time. Yeah. Um, that was, yeah, that's a bit of a plot hole. What happened to him? <laughs> there we are. We found one. We found why, why, why is Fred following Ginger around like an absolute weirdo. I just, he's hooked. Hooked. 
It yeah, happens when you fall in love. You can't plan these things. No, you but, cannot. Yeah. It's a good yeah, song. I, I really like that song. It is a, a cutesy song, but it, it's uh, when you see her shield go down and mm. warns him, that's what you want in this sort of film. I think it also brings a few of the plot points together yeah. as well as, as to how you can kind of see how things are going to pan out. It becomes very predictable from that moment on. Yeah, because up to then, it didn't feel like a comedy caper. Mm. It's like chance encounters, but after that song is when it just uh, all hell breaks loose. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so who is your favourite character in this one? Oh, when I'm doing all the songs. Oh, I'll come back or to the songs. Or is this because your favourite character after this song? <laughs> uh, no, my favourite character is is kind of all the way one of them is all the way through it right and one of them comes in after this song okay mine is horace <laughs> uh how did i know you were gonna say this horace? <laughs> i don't know i i really like you know when people tell a joke he takes it seriously and then <laughs> double takes don't guess me every time he does it in every single scene i love but, it but he gets me every time his deadpan oh look to the person who just said something <laughs> I, I, I do he's, he's perfected that he's a very very good actor at that now my favorite character is actually his wife Madge ah. I love her love her to bits she's so funny like throughout the whole thing she's just like she clearly loves Hobbits but it's just so fed up with his bullshit yeah. <laughs> she's just like just, oh, I do not I don't kill, like, when she says to Bedina near the end, like, don't kill him, I might want to do it in the future. I'm like, Madge, you have got the tone of a woman who knows. Yeah, it, it just makes you seem that this isn't the first time he's done something. Yeah. Not not his fault, but just got involved with something where it's like, oh, I also I also doing? like the, mis, the misdirection of them two, where obviously she's heard from Dale, that Dale has met Horace. Yeah. Ginger Rogers has met Horace. But when he talks to Madge, he's talking about a girl that he met in the park, like in the yeah. zoo. <laughs> and he's trying to admit to cheating on her with somebody else and she thinks it's Ginger Rogers. <laughs> and it's just like, okay. And then when she's pushing Ginger and Fred together and Ginger's yeah. like, well, if she doesn't get any, do I. And it's like, yeah, because she doesn't, she doesn't know that that's who you're talking about. She thinks it's Crazy. People love a screwball comedy, and that's all we need. It is it more, was very more funny. comedies like that. It was very, very funny. I, uh, I towards the end, I did like Bedini. Yeah. <laughs> mainly for the song that he sang about himself. I just like, he's got his own theme tune. I love it. I do love Bedini. I think it's so funny. And it's such, like, you can see. Because I don't think it's played by an Italian. No, 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 you can you can see where its accent slightly drops. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's just such a thing of the the thirties and forties where they so, just don't hire anyone of that origin. <laughs> he's very cocksure about himself. As yes, well. absolutely. Just all, all bravado. Absolutely. He's so, yeah, just I, so he's funny. probably my my second. Fred and Ginger, great. Fred and Ginger, yeah, great. But, um, Bates, Bates is my second. 
I, I, I quite like bees. I just, <laughs> just like I'll put up on it. It's just like, forget no, it. I'll just do I, it. <laughs> I'll just start with bees. Is he very uh, forward thinking being called they and them? I don't know, to be honest. Because it, it was a bit weird and not saying. Yeah, when he said we introduce our, and let me, yeah. let us introduce ourselves. Yeah. We are called Bates. Oh, I don't know. So maybe you were just way ahead of himself. Oh, did you know? Or Lucille, themselves, sorry. Themselves. Did you know Lucille Ball is in this film? No. She's, you know, in the hotel with the when they're getting the flowers. Yes. She's the girl that the guy speaks to at the end when it's like, Mr. Bedini has been buying all these clothes, blah, blah, blah. Oh, I yeah, didn't just, notice. Just noticed it on IMDb. I was like, oh I'm my a, God, I love it. I'll go back and look at that. Um, yeah, Eric Rhodes plays Alberto Bedini. <laughs> I just love him. So yeah, uh, they're my two, they're my two favourites, Madge and Bates. Yeah, mine's definitely Horace and Bedini. I think good choices. I think good choices. Let's so we'll go, go back, back to the songs. We'll go back to the songs. So then after that, we have the Top Hat main song where Fred Astaire is in the show that Horace has produced. Um, I kind of watched this with one eye on it because I was, I was actually trying to put tea. And right. I, so I had it on my tablet and I was just I, like... I don't think you should uh, own up to that. Really. Well, I have now. Re- Repertable movie podcast. <laughs> but... And you're just watch, watching it out the corner of your eye. Then. I'm trying oh, to... Yeah. Put... I'm trying I to cook think, pasta. I think I saw Top Hat that time. And I did definitely see Top Hat 86. But yeah, this this song, I think for me, cemented how, obviously I knew how good Fred Astaire is. Um, when he dances, it is like everybody stops. Yeah. But I, I did stop cooking. <laughs> I was like, I need to see what's going on here. I need to watch what he does. And then with the, the using the cane and the props and everything, just... Absolute bellissimo, as the Italians would say. Or the fake Italians. And the fake, like as Bedini would say. What do you yeah, think of the, so, the top hat? Well, I would listen to it. And in my head, <laughs> this is where my brain's at. In Batman Forever. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bear with me. Uh, Jim Carrey's character, the Riddler, sings to the tune of Top Hat in one scene. And I was listening to Fred Astaire, like, uh, putting on the Top Hat. I was there like, that's Jim Carrey. I, I can't get it <laughs> And it annoyed me for a bit. And then I was like, no, 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 come on, let's watch Fred. But no, I, I really like it. The bit where he's shooting them all is brilliant. Mm. And then the little encore where he shoots the balcony and all them duck. Oh, yeah. I just love that. And I love how when he shoots the other dancers, it's not in an order. It's just no, no, like, no. it's quite right. random and you have yeah, to yeah. kind of pick out who's fallen at that that shot. Um, That's probably again, why it took four takes. Yeah, because I kept forgetting who, <laughs> who was next. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think the camera work in that is really... Because imagine having to be the cameraman that works on that film and has to keep track of Fred Astaire's feet. Yeah, <laughs> that that dude earned his money that day. <laughs> yeah, but I also noticed uh, the staging of it, like the backdrop uh, went dim, but mm. the lights painted in the backdrop grew brighter as well. Yeah, yeah, that's a n- nice little touch. I mean, it didn't look like Paris, but 
Result. It'll do. It'll do. Yeah, I've been to Paris a few times. I don't remember it looking like that. No. But it'll be fine. And then we have mm, Cheek to Cheek after that, which is, as we said, the most famous one, if not the most famous routine Fred and Ginger ever did. Yeah, it's the one that I've been singing since I've watched this film. Yeah. Um, and also, it's the one with the very famous back bend, which is talked about in a lot of like dance circles as like right. the epitome. If you can do the Fred and Ginger backbend, you you've nailed it basically because she does drop so low. He's only got one arm under her and holding her shoulder. You know, it is quite a technical move to be able to effectively bend somebody backwards so far. Um, and they do it three times, I think, in that dance. Like little, small, small Shut little off. ones, small little ones, and then the big one at the end. Um, and I just, yeah, I love that song. I love that. Yeah, dance. there's a lot of films of that era where they sing the song and then about a five minute dance afterwards, mm. which it's good. It gives that balance where people might be watching this for Fred and Ginger, like, yeah, I can't wait to see them dance. And then others of are like, can't wait to hear them sing. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's really, that it's a nice balance. balance. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And that dress is just phenomenal with all the feathers on it and it just looks stunning. And Freddie's obviously looking very handsome in his tux. Yeah, it's just a classic 1930s. Badini made that dress, so what do you expect? Yeah, Badini. What a guy. What a ledge. <laughs> we love you, Badini. And then, <laughs> and then we have a lot of comedy capers as Chris put it a lot going on in the last 20 to 30 minutes of the film yeah Literally. nothing straightforward jam, jam packed and then you have Piccolino at the end which I thought when it started playing I thought it was let's face the music and dance yes I was trying to think of what the song Thank was you. yeah there was just a little hint to that so I don't know Irving Berlin who wrote the music and lyrics yes. in it I don't know if he's wrote Let's Face the Music and Dance. Oh, and maybe just know. sprinkled it in, in here. But can we just shout out to Irving Berlin? Because the music mm. and the score in this is incredible. It is. Genius. Um, doesn't say anything that I can find about it. Okay. But yeah, it, it did sound like something. And I was kind of like, what is, what is that a song that I can hear? It was yeah. just like two little, like a small chord, couple of notes. Yeah, it, it just started and it's like, oh, is this where Let's Face the Music and Dance comes mm, from? Then it possibly, didn't play it like, maybe not. Possibly. Um, that is, oh, so in the Lido, 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 um, which I kept thinking they were calling Toledo. And I was like, why are they going to Texas? Like, <laughs> what are they doing? Um. It says, the contrast of the big white set of the Lido, the water in the canals was dyed black. So yeah, did, I can so, see that. So I can understand that. And um, yeah, I, d I did like Piccolino. I thought the dancing with the other, well, the, the other dancers were great. And like that's ribbon dancing. That is that the first song that Ginger sings in? Because she doesn't sing anywhere else. She sings in, isn't this a lovely day? Does she? Right. Yeah. 
I watched that last night, and then I uh, yeah, I think, I think she does sing in it's isn't it a lovely day, but um, I read I read last night that in Piccolino, Fred Astaire didn't like this song, so he gave it to Ginger. <laughs> of course, the man doesn't like it, so the woman has. To yeah, he was like, I don't want to sing this one. Up to you, love. Here you go. Also, Piccolino just reminds me of work. Yeah. <laughs> That's why you take all the clients to lunch. Yes, I love Piccolino. Oh, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to see if anybody wants to go to lunch soon. <laughs> go to Piccolino, have a little reunion. Um, but yeah, again, great dancing. Ginger does a fantastic job at singing. She does all round great. Yep, nothing more to add. Super. So we've got the best character. We've got our fave characters already. What is your favourite song? Apart from Badini's theme tune. Apart from Badini's theme tune, yeah. Uh, Which isn't credited, so I can't use it, sorry. That's, that's fine. I'll, I'll remember that fondly. <laughs> uh, I don't want to be so generic here, but it's cheek to cheek. <laughs> I think that's my favourite. Uh, so, what would your favourite scene? I, I think mean, there's, there's many. Favourite scene? I think, I think my favourite scene has to be near the end when, I thought from the plot hole as well, when they, oh. um, when Fred and Ginger are in the gondola and they've, Bates has fallen off and he runs yeah. back to the hotel and he's like, they're going out to sea, they're going out to sea, blah, blah, blah. And they disappear off to the boat. It's when they're in the in the motorboat, and it's like there's no petrol. I yeah. look under the hood. It's like where is it? Where and just Madge, it just kills it every time. Yeah. Love it. Um, but yeah, plot hole. When Fred and Ginger are at the hotel after Bates has told them, and the wedding reception is meant like they're meant to be having a wedding meal. The waiter yeah. doesn't ask where the groom is. He just accepts that Fred is going to take the groom's place. Yeah. <laughs> The way just they're like, oh, where is the green? You won't join us. All right. <laughs> yeah, it's like nobody bothers to ask where the green is. No. They just assume, yeah, all right, whatever. This new guy's this new guy's down here. Happy days. Uh, I think my favourite scene is at the beginning where we first see Ginger. So Fred's tap dancing upstairs, mm. and it's the bit where he's spreading sand. Oh, yeah. on the floor and tapping on it lightly and we just see that little shot of ginger smiling to herself like who is this guy who is this guy this guy yeah, yeah it was it, it was nice there's a uh, i've always wanted to learn tap dance. me too it's me one of the too. dances growing up where i was like yeah i want to learn that i think it i don't know if it was a film but there was a, a tv show on the disney channel called smart guy where I didn't have the Disney we, Channel as a child. Is that where is that? Whereas I didn't have musicals as a child. <laughs> but there was this episode where the guy in it, like ten years old, wants to learn how to tap dance, but it's too hard. And then he does a tap dance at the end with the teacher. And I was there like, I'm gonna do that. Mm. I'd love to tap dance. Yeah, I mean, it's probably dance. annoying. I always wanted to dance. So I forgot to shout out the main cast, so I'm just going to quickly do that now. So we obviously have Fred Astaire as 
Jerry Travers, Ginger Rogers as Dale Tremont, Edward Everett Horton as Horace Hardwick, Eric Rhodes as Alberto Bedini, Eric Blow as Bates, and Helen Broderick as Madge Hardwick. And it was obviously um, direct was Mark Sandwich, and then um, Irving Berlin. Irving Berlin was the music and uh, music composer and lyricist songwriter. And there was another yeah. songwriter, but I can't find out who he was now. I did, did have the, uh, Did the studio need to cast so many Eric? <laughs> Maybe they were just all free on that day. That was it. Yeah. We're going to have the most Eric's in this. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. We have all the Eric's. Everybody else in that time was like, oh, we need an Eric. No, they're no. all here. Um, Max Steiner was the musical director. Um, so there we go. Happy days. And uh, the IMDb rating oh, yes. um, is... When I find it again, IMDb 7.7 out of 10. Good. So yeah, that is it is a good a good film. What's your rating out of five? I think I would say I think I would say four. Four and a half. Yeah, I would about say the same. Four, four and a half. I'll go four. I'll be different. I don't know what it's missing, but I know it's missing something. I don't know. I could be easily swayed to a five. I think it is. I think the casting is incredible. Like the the choreography and the musicality are great. I just slapstick comedy isn't really my thing. Yeah. I'm not a huge lover of it. I loved this film, but I, I think there slapstick. is. I think there is something inside me that's just going, oh, this could have all just been resolved if they just talked to each other. <laughs> I just had a conversation. It, it is true. Yeah. I'll, I'll stick with four, but I'm pretty sure it's a five. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be different. I want to be different. So, yeah, that was top hat. That was Top Hat. So what is our next one? The number generator has thrown up. Uh, I'm going to guess. 11. No. Damn it. I just want to watch King and <laughs> Well, you can't this week because it's number 20. Number 20? Oh, first film I saw as a child. First musical film I saw as a child. Oh, is it Greece? It's Greece From 1978. With the... Um, incredible John Travolta and Olivia Newton John. Yeah. Ah, oh, looking forward to watching that. Again. Oh, I love Greece. And it's been and, a while. Yeah, it's been a while since I've watched Greece, to be honest. And it's nice to just have a little, little bit of nostalgia. Yeah. And I know we've not come to the end of the list, but can we please watch Greece 2 in a future episode? Because yes, I've never seen absolutely. it. Yeah, I know. And <laughs> I hear. I hear, well, Brett Goldstein, who's in Ted Lasso, he absolutely loves Grease 2. And ever since he's been talking about it, I'm like, I need to see it. But no, it's Grease this time. It's, Grease 2 is just, it's just amazing. We will watch it eventually. Got Michelle Fife in it, that's all I need to say. Um, 
yes so Greece is the next one um I think I starred in a production of Greece in high school so pretty much know it off by heart well, uh, we'll find out what character next week yeah yeah it's nice, it, it's nice to tease them absolutely so yeah that is it we will see you next week next week bye guys bye guys for another episode of the prize the prize <laughs>